the one, the only, Sam Amick. Hello, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Dave. I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you, what are you... <laughs> See, Sam's problem is that Sam and Dave often talk off air because Sam and Dave are friends. And sometimes Dave forgets the line between friend and show and brings things. Now, listen, in all seriousness, sometimes feel free to keep that to yourself. But boy, did I, I boy, did I find it interesting. Yeah, it was. I, I, what led to it is obviously. So I asked you, if, like everybody's different in terms of how much they remember their own dreams. In fact, one of my sons, he always kind of feels left out because he's not remembering his dreams, and so we have these like stories that we share, and he, he's got nothing to share. So I was kind of asking you, like, do you remember your dreams? Yes, because I had one that I remembered way more specifically than normal. Just so people understand, just so people understand, Sam and I are talking about like basketballers. I don't know what we were talking about. And all of a sudden there's like a pause because we have a very kind of slow cadence when we talk. There's dead air. We're we're very comfortable talking. And Sam's like, Dave, let me ask you, do you, do you remember things you dream about? Like what? Like eh, kind of. And then, and then Sam, you proceeded to tell me about the dream you had. So I clearly had James Harden on the mind. Um, And in the dream, you know, it was like, what's James Harden going to do? He wants out of Houston. Uh, At that time, he couldn't find his way out. The Rockets didn't want to trade him. Um, So in my dream, James Harden announced that he was retiring from the NBA as a player. Right. No no problem. Uh, That's a normal dream. I mean, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that he was becoming the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I like this. It still gets. I already know the story, and it still makes you laugh. It's like wait. It's like when Chamberlain became a head coach. <laughs> but like, here's the best part. In my dream, I was part of it in terms of like how am I covering it? And at first, I was so confused. And then in my in the dream. I, I immediately connected dots, and it was like, oh, wow, Monty McNair, former Houston Rockets assistant GM, ties to James Harden. So Monty made this happen. Um, you know, this is a, a big move for Monty. And it, the pandemic was not clearly part of my dream because I went to cover uh, the situation in person. So next thing you know, James Harden is giving an in-person press conference at the Golden One Center to discuss his new role as head coach of the Sacramento Kings. The best part is, Apparently, part of this new chapter, new challenge for James Harden, involved him deciding to shave his famous beard. Right. So James Harden, with no beard, is now talking to us about the Kings. And I wish I had more memory on, he said some funny stuff about the team. It was like, I think, and this is like on brand, I think he he talked about the need to play defense. And of course, the media (laughs) laughed, you know, (laughs) and like that type of thing. But the best part of the dream is that at the end, I was, you know, it was like a busy day and I'm trying to figure out like, oh man, it's a crazy story. I got to go cover it. And we covered it and it was over. And then I got home and then thought to myself, wait a minute, the Kings are on TV and Luke Walton's still the coach and they haven't fired the coaching staff. Like uh, what? But, but, but how is this going to go down? And, and then I woke up. That was it. So, Sam, you know. Sam, I have to ask <laughs> of course at any do. part in this dream, when they were, you know, acquiring James Harden's talents to coach the team, did the contract signing or did the negotiations take place at certain establishments that could be found on like Richards <laughs> Boulevard or Sunrise Boulevard? <laughs> oh man. The specificity of the address. bring me back to my college days. Um, <laughs> No, oh, uh, there were no, it. there were no honey buns. No honey buns. No, oh. 
Um, no, he was pretty. It was clean cut. James Harden, ready to work, ready to to show the world that you know his basketball mind was worth sharing as a coach. Well, that'd so, be a yeah. change. My... Watch out, watch out, Luke Walton. <laughs> my... <laughs> my only question is this, and and then we'll 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 uh, unfortunately move on. Did you happen to spend the night before that dream at your neighbor's house at all? I, I don't remember if I told you that. Oh, I did tell you that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I. Well, hold on. You're going to make me. You're publicly shaming me on on radio here. We were. I was in the garage. Yeah. We okay. Let me let me safe. stand. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let me stand in front of you. When I say at yeah. <coughs> when I say at your neighbor's house, his neighbor we call drunk neighbor John is a friend of the show, and occasionally what 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 John will do and uh, stop me if uh, I'm getting too 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 deep here. He has a he has a, a TV. Yeah, the, Right, and, and, and so when I say stop by the house, uh, Sam fully masked up will be on the curb while John's, you know, 20 feet away on the driveway and they'll hang out like it's they're right. Not, they're not going over there slow dancing. I'm just wondering if, in fact, you know, I mean, John has been known to have a beer, so I just don't know if maybe that, you know, you caught some of that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the, uh, there, there may have been something about how he was sharing um, the, the whiskey that was their holiday whiskey <laughs> that, you know. Uh, um, uh, so that might have contributed to it for sure. Well, then perfect segue. Is there any chance that your neighbor John had Brooklyn GM Sean Marks over and also shared some of that whiskey yesterday? <laughs> I, I have a very clear, and everybody has their own opinions, and they're like, you know what? And who knows how this thing's going to turn out? But golly, Sam, that's a big haul for James Harden. I mean, it is, but it's crazy to me. I, it's, I can't remember a trade where – you know, normally if you say it's a big haul, you then are going to pat another team on the back and say, hey, way to get that big haul. Right. And it's like, I don't know how I feel about Houston because if the net situation works, Houston didn't get much. You know, like let's say they they let Victor Oladipo leave in free agency this summer. Let's say the Nets are very good for the next three, four years. Then the Rockets have a bunch of, you know, first round picks in the twenties right. and a bunch of pick swaps that don't really mean much. Now they do, I believe, and I think we're going to write some more about this today, you know, created a pretty massive trade exception for the Rockets that normally you would say, Oh, that's a nice chip. And that could really lead to a good player. But everybody's so skeptical of Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta that you don't know if he's going to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so but you're asking about Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, it's a huge haul. It, it obviously has shades of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, uh, Jason Terry trade from with Boston. You know, however many years ago, it, it's very analogous. And but these are better players. These are these are guys in their prime. I mean, you know, to a man, I think all three of these players are. I mean, KG and Paul Pierce are Hall of Famers, but um, these dudes are on a different level. But there's still that question, obviously, of are they going to make it work? And I mean, my goodness, you've got. Kyrie, MIA, and, and I'm not even, you know, criticizing why. We don't know why. And he'll talk about it at some point, but bottom line, he's MIA. Um, you've got Kevin Durant, who honestly I think is going to have to take a real leadership role here and channel the different things he might have learned from Steph Curry and Draymond Green along the way. Because um, it is, personality-wise, it's a crazy mix, and Steve Nash is going to have his hands full. Sam Amick from The Athletic joining us. Sam, uh, it seems like this really came down to the Nets and the Sixers. Uh, I was curious from your side, do you kind of have the uh, intimate details of what the Sixers were offering? Uh, and if so, kind of a two-part question, do you think the Rockets are going to re- 
regret not taking that Philly offer if Ben Simmons was indeed on the table? Um, they might. I mean, you know, yeah, our understanding 100% is that Ben Simmons was on the table um, and that Matisse Thybul was a focal point of the Rockets. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, the, the Rockets clearly wanted the draft capital. And the problem is that's, you know, that's the stuff that, that ends up making people wonder if they're trying to, to, if it was partly a money move where I think they created $22 million in, in uh, space for this summer. So, um, but Ben Simmons is a hell of a player. And I, I remember hearing that, you know, that at the end of it, that Daryl Morey, obviously former Rockets GM and now running the Sixers front office, that his opinion in the negotiations was, you know, you're picking the wrong deal. Our, our offer is better. Mm. Um, but, you know, they, they made the choice they made. I mean, and, and Daryl Morey, I understand his point that picks are picks. And we've seen throughout ba- any basketball historian, even worth half the salt, their salt understands that we we have seen throughout history superstar players get traded for what Bill Simmons would always call the poo poo platter, which would include draft picks. And how many times those those platters would in nowhere near shape and form equal the talent given up? Whereas in Ben Simmons's case, I mean, listen, not too many people are going to say Ben Simmons is better than James Harden, but I think you could make an argument that on a championship team. Ben Simmons is the better all-around contributor. He's also under contract. He's also extremely young. I understand Daryl Morey's point with the whole bird in the hand type of thing. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, it's just a matter of trying to read the tea leaves with, you know, I keep going back to Tillman and, and Rafael Stone. I mean I, I mean, I would love to be, you know, kind of on that, on that trade call with Daryl and Rafael. Those guys, as of uh, – you know, I guess August, September, um, whenever they bat out of the playoffs, Rafael and Daryl were sitting six feet apart, side, you know, so basically side by side at Rockets games um, as the the two guys in the front office for the Rockets, and they were coworkers and friends, and, and they remained friends, and so I'm sure that had to be a fascinating dialogue as they went back and forth. But yeah, um, that's where it's, it's a weird trade to decide what you think about because the Rockets conceivably could have also gotten, you know, Karis Levert instead of Oladipo, yep. who's got a few years left on his deal. And and I know they're saying the Rockets are that they they like the fact that Oladipo's up this summer so they can have a look at him and then decide what to do. So it's like I don't know, what direction are you going? You all the draft capital makes you think rebuild, but <laughs> we just saw John Wall and Demarcus Cousins like just announce to the world that we are not here to not win games. And, you know, and so that would lead you to believe that they want to compete and stay good. And and John, you know, is a guy that uh, is going to be there for a while. So I'm curious to see how it goes. You know, Sam, I think the idea of these teams staying competing and staying relevant right now, this season, given that we're in a pandemic, teams cannot make the same amount of money that they've been making because they can't have fans in the game or at least the number of fans they want to. Given how stacked the top of the league is when you look at the two L.A. teams, Brooklyn, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, do you see that deterring the other 25 teams this season specifically from trying to improve at, like, say, the trade deadline to actually compete? Um, I guess what I'm asking is, do you see these teams kind of punting the idea of winning a title this year? Um, We'll see. I mean, yeah, this this trade alone could have that effect. Not, I mean, a lot of people think it may not work, but it's still... I think you're, you're going to have a lot of executives that just kind of chuckle at us in the media and say, 
you know, just say this is three incredible. I mean, these are three guys that are that are in the top ten. You know, Kyrie's the only one that you, you got to figure out where you want to put him. But Kevin and James are on the short list, and so um, that could be the kind of thing that disincentivizes other teams. Once you start looking at the landscape with the Lakers and the Clippers and the Bucks, and now the Nets and even Philly playing pretty well for the most part. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but I can see that the other side of that coin though, is like you got, you're making these players go through so many restrictions and their quality of life is, is, uh, is so much more restrictive than it was before just so they can play the game. You know, don't, don't let them know that you're punting on the season because they're already probably there somewhat reluctantly just to get their check because it's not, I mean, I've talked to some of the coaches and players, like it's obviously just, you know, and this, these are first world problems, but it's not as fun as it used to be. You, they enjoy the fans. They enjoy not wearing a mask on the bench. Um, you know, they just want to play the game. So if you all of a sudden have months to go in the season and you know that your owner doesn't care what happens, that's not going to be great for the, uh, the, the spirit and the morale. Sam Amy joining us. Sam, one last thing, uh, and, and then we'll move on and talk Kings for a couple minutes. But people are, are writing Houston off in the Western Conference now, and I understand that. They're getting a guy in Victor Oladipo, who obviously has gone through some horrific injuries, but just a quick look at his, his numbers this year. He's averaging an even 20 points, um, pulling down almost six boards, and four assists. And I know stats aren't anyth- everything, but then now we look. Uh, Christian Woods averaging uh, you know 23 points and 10 boards. John Wall looks healthy, 18 points and five assists. And even DeMarcus Cousins who's just averaging seven points and six boards, but that's in 13 minutes. They're bringing him along slowly. If you even doubled that to 26 minutes, which I don't think is outlandish, and and the numbers went with him, okay, you're at 14 and 12. I'm not. Plus, you have Eric Gordon. I'm not just trying to throw, hey, all these stat guys are there, so they're going to be a great team, but is it outlandish to think that Houston's not going to be as bad now that the cloud's lifted, now that they get a quality piece like Oladipo? That all might mix into, plus Steven Silas is, is revered as one of the best young coaches in the league already. Um, could we be sleeping on Houston, at least trying to sneak into that top eight? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, John Wall appears to be an incredibly motivated guy yep. for one. That's where I would start that, you know, and you, anybody can, you don't have to be a pro athlete to relate to the idea that his livelihood was kind of taken away from him for a couple of years because of injury. And he, he's back and he's looking pretty good. And he has been really assertive. I mean, that to me as a quick aside is the funny part of the Harden story is like, man, Houston was James Harden city, right? And yep. he was the man. And then it's like when John and DeMarcus came to town and then once they knew that James wanted out, I, th- I kind of think it's hilarious that the, the entire room shifted and it was just like, all right, bro, that's fine. Why don't you bounce? We got this, you know? Um, and John, you know, he's kind of like, I know I'm not the Houston guy, but I'm here to win. So I think his leadership and his spirit is going to be big. You know, DeMarcus is appearing to be in total lockstep with John, his old buddy from Kentucky. Yep. And then Oladipo, um, is not he, he's a guy that I can see Steven Silas making really good use of because Oladipo gets what he gets by a combination of being aggressive, but he, he doesn't take over an offense like James Harden does. And, you know, I think it fit into the more kind of egalitarian approach that Silas is trying to use. And Silas is really good. So, um, yeah, I think for sure they're going to be contending for a playoff spot. Sam Amick with us. Last question, and we will not completely skip over the fact he used egalitarian on sports radio. Look it up, dictionary.com. Very well done. Uh, 
Thank you. Uh, 130, 140, 140, 130, 150, whatever the hell. Kings can't defend. They just can't defend. They're playing. They're, I think, what, the fifth-ranked offense in the league, but they absolutely cannot defend. Uh, Daryl Morey wanted to make a move. He couldn't. The first uh, real trade domino has fallen. Uh, you know, this is all guessing. This is all just thought process, whatever. But should Kings fans be on their toes here at some point that uh, maybe they make some noise? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any new intel on that um, other than, you know, pretty widely known that Philly likes Buddy Heald, but just don't know. I don't know what the Kings would want back, um, you know, what that might look like. You know, Buddy, nights like last night, you know, certainly helped his trade value where, you know, offensively he was very good doing what he does best and hitting a bunch of threes. Um, you know, he's the defensive side for the team, uh, it's funny, last night, Dave, more than I can ever remember, maybe ever, like Kings fans constantly frustrated by their team, except that after last night, all I ran into was like, you know what, if that's how they're going to lose, that's okay. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of people seemed okay with the effort, uh, which I get, but to your point, it's like, it's a trend here and a really, really bad one. Um, they just aren't playing any defense at all. So it's frustrating to watch. Uh, I don't get like emotionally tied to these games, but it does irritate me when teams are up 20 and then blow the lead. So you're kind of watching that thing last night going, oh, my God, really? Like, you see, all should have been coasting to a good night at the office. Um, but Daniel Lillard gets hot and CJ McCollum and those guys. So we'll see if they can figure the defense out. But they have some real bright spots right now. And I think, to be honest with you, they've been a lot more entertaining and interesting than people thought they were going to be when they let Bogdan Bogdanovich go and, seemed like they were, you know, not punting on the season, but kind of just thinking long view. And Halliburton's obviously been a huge bright spot. And, and De'Aaron Fox, you know, again, defense is an issue, but De'Aaron Fox playing pretty well. Um, I thought he was going to get Damien's layup on that late position where he, he kind of tracked him. But, you know, Damien went to the other hand, and that was kind of the whole ball game right there. So they got some good things going, um, but, you know, just not finishing some of these games. That is Sam Amick of The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com. They've always got phenomenal deals where you can read friends of ours like Sam, like the wonderful Jason Jones, Matt Barrows, and so, so, so much more. Sam, always love talking about your dreams and uh, <laughs> and the NBA and uh, the word egalitarian. So thank you. That's the first and last time I'll be sharing my inner thoughts on this radio show, Dave. Disagree. Uh absolutely disagree say hello to the family uh keep up the good work we'll talk to you next week thanks guys appreciate it